Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Can't pass the people, can't pass the hitman. Then what he was doing, James Brown would get the feel. And I felt like I need to get up and dance and shimmy across the floor. You can. Uh, I don't fit it. This is the first time I've seen. That looked a lot like a Mac dance, Vinny. Man. That was just arms flailing about. <laughs> I don't know how you were able to move that way. Usually it's just dabbing, but that was a, a big time Chris McClain dance. Welcome back. Oh. Oh. oh no, no you got <laughs> oh, It's okay. Welcome back to the Wesley Walker Show Sports Radio 927 WFNZ Broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios The best place on the planet to buy a car Visit them on East Independence or online at PlanetKiaNC.com Check out the Wesley Walker Podcast anywhere you get your podcast If you miss it today and want to catch up Or if you just love it so much you want to hear it again Check us out, the Wesley Walker Podcast Alright, so BetOnline.com came out last week, put out the odds for their favorites to win the ACC football championship next season. Florida State came in as the favorite with Clemson following up as second. North Carolina was third. North Carolina State was fifth. Duke and Wake Forest, respectively, were eighth and ninth. Do we agree with the rankings? You want to go first or you want me to go? (laughs) I don't know. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I want to go first. All right, go ahead. Listen, I think this is utter nonsense. I mean, I don't mind necessarily FSU and Clemson at the top. I get it. That's what everybody's going to put up there. But the disrespect of Duke uh, and Wake Forest with the seasons that they had last year with all their returning, I get Sam Hartman isn't going to be back in the building next season, but I think this is going to be one of the better offenses in the league. They've got some receivers you haven't heard of yet that are going to add in with Donovan Green and make this a potent offense uh, for the Deeks. Still got to find some defense. And then Duke returning 18 starters from a nine-win football team with Riley Leonard, one of three quarterbacks to uh, pass for 25-plus touchdowns and rush for 11-plus next season. All their skill guys are back as well. And when you talk about they have a good offensive line, I I, I just don't understand it. People are going to continue to go with the the side of the helmet instead of really looking at things as they are. Uh, because as I've said, and, and I stay steadfast in that, I think Duke is going to upset Clemson uh, the first week of the season. I think Duke is that good. I think Duke has a great chance to get to Charlotte next season as well. Florida State, I'm not a believer in. Clemson also, I think they're going to struggle offensively. I think the best offenses in this league uh, when you look at it on paper, and we know that wins a lot in college football, you're talking about North Carolina. I think that Drake May, I want to see what he's going to do, finishing the season with four straight losses and, and six total touchdowns or six TDR, whichever way you want to say it. But I think Duke and Wake are going to have two of the most potent offenses in the league. I think Florida State, they'll be good offensively as well with Johnny Wilson and Benson and those guys back in the backfield. But as I said, against their stiffest competition last year, they faltered three consecutive weeks. So uh, I think this ACC is, is as much up for grabs as it's been. But my biggest gripe is with Duke being at eighth and also NC State being at fifth. We know that uh, last year they did find a way to win some games, but Brennan Armstrong struggled 
uh, in that spring game. So we'll see what they can do. But, uh, you know, I agree with the ranking somewhat, but I just feel like they got a lot of things wrong and still just kind of living off nostalgia. So wait, you, you were they were ridiculous at first, but now like your second second. No, look I think over it's it. ridiculous that they have Duke at eighth and Wake at ninth with what they've done uh, over the past few seasons. I, I think that's ridiculous uh, as well. I mean, I can understand them having the teams at the top that they had. Now North Carolina is going to be interesting with all they have to replace on offense if they can indeed finish third. I don't know that they're the third best team as we look at them today. So I think Clemson has still earned the benefit of the doubt because anytime that we try to hold Clemson down, they still find a way to win the ACC. And Florida State, I don't know if they've done enough to earn that benefit of the doubt that we're talking about. I like Jordan Travis fine, but Clemson deserves to be the number one team in the ACC, especially with the way that he did play in the ACC championship. And even so, when Clemson has a down year, Florida State can't capitalize on it. So even if you, right, and like think about how we view the Tigers in such high regard to the point where they go 11-3, and three, and we view that as a down year for this team. The Atlantic, oh, the Atlantic is so hard. Well, and I know we're getting rid of divisions, but also with the Atlantic being so hard, even still, Clemson is able to finish above everyone, and Clemson had a down year. They they should always be number one. They've shown a program that has the ability to reload, and it's not like I'm just, you talk about the side of the helmet here with Clemson, right? It's not that I'm just giving them the number one nod simply because we see the tiger paw. That's not it. The reason we go with that is because we also know that they are bringing pretty good talent into that organization as well. Maybe it's not with the defensive line that they've had in previous years or wide receiver you, where they were trying to be that for a, a, a small stretch. It's not that, but it's still good talent that they're bringing in. Clemson should be number one. And Duke, I think, is way too far down. That, that I agree with you, is, is the most troubling one. Because it's not like Riley Leonard is going to sneak up on anybody this year. Riley was very good. Mike Elko, first year, winning coach of the season. And all of a sudden, we have these guys finishing 8th and ninth alongside Wake Forest. I Look, I don't think Wake should be that far down. I actually think the Demon Deacons deserve the benefit of the doubt every year with the way that Dave Clawson has that program humming. They're always bowl eligible. I think if you were to rank the best coaches in the conference, Dave Clawson probably up there in the top five. Oh, no doubt about it. I agree. So I think that would be the consensus. So I don't mind Wake being a team that you think should be ranked higher. But even still between those two, just because you have a quarterback change, I can see them being a little bit further down on the list. But with Duke returning all those starters, I'm with you. I'm a little surprised to see them this far down. Yeah, to be frank, when I do vote on the uh, ACC and how it will finish this year, I'll probably go Clemson one, Duke number two. I mean, I like Duke that much. I like them better than FSU. I like them better than Carolina. So I know I'm going to take a lot of heat for it. But Duke, man, they're just being disrespected. All right, so we have some college football questions coming in. All right, three six wrote in Armstrong eight beaten out MJ Morris. State going to go seven and five too. It how do we roll with that QB competition? It is it. It's not a foregone conclusion by any means that either one of these guys are going to take over. But at least with my timeline, any of the state fans that I see could be very different. Seems like Wolfpack fans kind of want MJ Morris to start at QB. MJ Morris looked good last season, man, in the time that he got. Now, he got a little bit banged up at the end of the year. And so, you know, he was a guy that kind of fell out of the consciousness of college football nation when you looked at what he was able to do though when he came in he had a nice stretch of games last season when he came in against Virginia Tech uh, when he played against my Demon Deacons as well uh, he was tough on them as well but he had a nice 
uh, outing when you talk about Virginia Tech and Wake. Now, he struggled against Boston College. Brendan Armstrong coming in after a disastrous year uh, in Virginia. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he gets that job. So I think that is a competition that will go into the fall. NASCAR Brad said Clemson will win the ACC once again. Mark it down now. Sunglasses emoji. Tiger emoji. Yeah, what's the gap between them and, well, I guess you keep saying that Duke is going to win against Clemson yep. right off of the bat. Does that mean you think Duke's actually going to win the ACC? Well, I think they have a great chance. And I guess if I say that, I guess I maybe <laughs> am saying say, that. That's, that's because I think it's location. Out. If the game was at Death Valley, I would take Duke. But the fact that it's going to be the biggest game ever at Wallace Wade Stadium, that environment it's going to be a madhouse in there. Duke's got the team to get the job done because I'm just not trusting this Clemson offense, which leads us to our next topic. When you talk about Clemson, defensive back R.J. Mickens was talking about Garrett Riley's new offense. We know that Dabo brought him in, gave him a big bag of dough to fix this offense, and he talked about how he loves the stuff that they're doing. He said exotic concepts that they haven't seen because in the spring game they said it was a scaled-down version of this offense and there was some guys missing but he said it's not the same common plays he was saying he's adding his own spice and flavor to route concepts a lot of crossing motions all types of stuff he said he's doing great things over there he said it's really fast he said they're going even faster than they went before he said they're snapping the ball getting up on the line of scrimmage really quick after each play. Routes are moving, lots of option routes. They have two-way goals. They've got over routes, corners. I mean, he's saying that they've got a lot of things, wide variety, he said, so you don't really know uh, what you're getting. And he just talked about the complexity uh, of this thing, and he was saying that, you know, they've been hard to deal with, and they were hard to deal with during the spring. So that's going to be the key for Clemson because we heard a lot coming out with DJU and the comments that was made there. We heard Dabo agree with him. I've seen experts talk about how this Clemson offense was antiquated and a lot was covered up because of the great play of the Trevor Lawrence and the Deshaun Watsons. So now when you started to get lesser uh, quarterbacks of lesser talent coming in, the offense didn't look as great. So now this guy comes in and is rejuvenating this offense and as Clemson defensive back Ray Mickens said said it's complex, it's fast, and it's going to be hard to deal with. How much are you buying of what he's putting down there? With Garrett Riley, I think it's a huge hire, and we saw it last year. I completely agree. It, and th it's another reason why I think Clemson should be the favorite in the ACC, even over a Florida State. Because if you have a QB that I do think is going to play better than DJU, I, even if you don't think he's going to be this Deshaun Watson type, which who is, I do think that he's going to be better than DJU. All right, so if you get better production from the quarterback, that means you're also going to fix the offensive coordinator problem that they've actually had the past two seasons mm -hmm. in their down years. So if you get the guy that did what he did with TCU and you have players already saying, whoa, what is this? <laughs> this is all sorts of new, and I'm glad he's helping us out when we see exotic offensive schemes on the other side. So I do think that those are a couple of reasons as to why Clemson should be number one. I completely buy into all of this. I'll flip it on you and ask more quarterback questions because ESPN, they came out with a list of all of the best QBs in college football, and they just go ahead and etch it in stone. The tiers they have are everybody outside Caleb Williams and Drake May. That's how highly they think of, yes, even the North Carolina QB that you have questions about because of the last of the season. They go ahead and put it very easily so. Caleb Williams, Drake May. Mm -hmm. Tier 1B, everybody outside those guys, Jordan Travis makes the mix. Kate Klubnick did not, but 
Jordan Travis is alongside Bo Nix, Cam Rising, also Michael Penix Jr. That's Penix with an X uh, for you, Fitty. So when we go with all of those guys, do you think Jordan Travis should be that closely related to a Drake May and a Caleb Williams? And do you think Drake May should be up there with Caleb? Uh, not at all. I know analytically <laughs> he's graded uh, very highly. But again, like I said, I just go back and I look at the stretch of games that were the toughest for the nose. He went six touchdowns to two interceptions, so not bad. And then seven TDR overall when you factor in uh, what he did. But I thought this the, is Travis. Yes, this is Travis because uh, he had a rushing score against Clemson. But I just felt like he made the critical mistakes against North Carolina State. I know that last pick looked to be a miscommunication uh, against Wake Forest. That's a lot of empty calories because Wake beat them pretty soundly throughout the whole game. So that 281, three touchdowns, zero picks doesn't mean much to me. And the Clemson game was kind of the same way. They got some cheapies at the end as far as to make the score look close. Now, they had it to where maybe they get an onside kick and maybe it's a game, but Clemson dominated that football game. What did he do game. well? Everything was like, everything has a caveat that he did well. <laughs> well He's got to have done something well. that's what I'm well. saying. I mean, but you're talking to a guy that's cutting the highlights for these games. I'm watching these I entire know, games. some good ones there. Like, if they're not lowlights. Well, I mean, if you want to start to go where they started to beat up on the lesser teams of their schedule. He got white hot. When you talk about Georgia Tech, Miami, Syracuse, let me know when you hear a tough team in there. Louisiana, Florida, and Oklahoma. Now, against Oklahoma in the season, I mean, you and I, Walker, could probably go out there and put up 250 against Oklahoma. The one thing that always trips me up is Mm -hmm. that they don't don't get any credit for LSU at the beginning of the season. Okay. We'll give them that. 262 scores against LSU. I just, that's a pretty big deal. And Mm -hmm. if Jordan Travis is also doing what he's supposed to against the teams that even if they're not phenomenal, Mm -hmm. he is doing what he's supposed to there. Mm -hmm. And so if you have another year of maturation, it does feel like Travis deserves to be Mm -hmm. high profiled. Maybe not as much with a May or a Caleb Williams. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. It does feel like Jordan Travis should be in the same stratosphere. The reason why I kind of feel like him the way I do is because he always turns into the guy I feel like he is when you make him play from the pocket. And that's been my issue. When you talk about the Wake Forest game, Wake kept him under control for the majority of that game. Didn't do much. A lot of three and outs, a lot of empty possessions. Same thing with NC State, same thing with Clemson. And as I said, he kind of got some empty calories in those football games. But that's been my issue with Jordan Travis is that I feel like when he's at his best, it's against teams that don't contain him. He gets outside the pocket. He makes plays with his feet. But when he plays against teams that have serious defenses that make him play from the pocket first, he struggles. He turns the ball over. Lots of empty possessions. And that's why I'm not as high on Jordan Travis as everybody else is. So, We'll see, though, college football season will be here before you know it. It'll be on and popping. And when we come back, we're going to have a action-packed next segment. Adam Alexander joins us to talk about some NASCAR. Jessica Charman will be in studio as well. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. 
Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Just like that, folks, we are back and we gonna make it word to Jada Kiss. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Charlotte FC Major League Soccer is now in season and the WFNZ Jack Daniels Doghouse is open for business. The Doghouse doors will open three hours before every home match, so stop by and get ready for kickoff with some of your favorite friends. Join us for the pregame and postgame parties at the Jack Daniels Doghouse, coming to you live from the Audi Charlotte studio and brought to you by Jack Daniels, Pepsi, and powered by the Garage Door Guru text line, only from Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan. And, hey, we got something big going down in Wilkesboro this weekend. All-Star Race is going down. It's going to be fantastic, bringing it back, all the nostalgia, that you want from NASCAR in the Carolinas. And to talk more about that on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, my man that I affectionately call A-Dub, Adam Alexander, host of NASCAR Race Hub and Xfinity Play-by-Play on Fox. Adam, what's going on, my man? Wes, how you doing, man? It's great to be on with you guys. We're trying to hold it down, man. We still got to get to uh, a Mexican dinner so we can hoard in on the, uh, the chips. That's right. The, the answer when they ask you want another ba- basket of chips is always yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so All-Star Race coming to Wilkesboro Speedway. But now that we are at the point of the All-Star Race, what's been your top storyline so far uh, as they enter the break? I would say this year the, the strength of the Chevrolets, and in particular what the guys at Hendrick Motorsports have, have been doing. William Byron just won his third race. Kyle Larson has won twice. And, quite honestly, probably could have won four or five times. And you bring up Kyle Larson, and right now you have to mention next Ross Chastain. Those two have had their run-ins three of the last four weeks, and Chastain is, is making a lot of drivers unhappy right now. And I wonder where all that goes, and we, you know, only time will tell, but if you go back to last year, it was about exactly a year ago right now that he had his first run-in with Denny Hamlin at St. Louis, and, you know, Denny Hamlin kind of bulldogged him around the track, and the message was sent. And everything from that point forward was blamed on Ross Chastain. He still made it to the championship four. Even though this year he's had a host of issues, he still leads the points. I'm not of the theory that he doesn't need to clean some things up or create some better relationships on track. But the reality is, you know, he's doing some really good things this year with that point lead and and coming so close to winning so many races. So those are some of the stories that I'm following, no doubt. 
So you talk about the All-Star Race being in Wilkesboro, all the nostalgia, coming back to the Carolinas, but which driver's style do you think is best suited for success in this race? That's a great question, and, you know, it's so hard to predict because we really haven't seen anything like this. But when you talk to drivers, the one thing they will tell you is that surface has not been repaved since 1981. It's old. It's worn out. So the driver, and they also format's a little different, right? So, so that factors in as well. But the driver that can take care of his equipment, in particular take care of those tires, is probably the one that you think will have the advantage. And with that, I, I look right to a, a driver like Kevin Harvick is someone that I feel like would, would have an early, um, you know, favorite type category put on him just because of the way he always has been methodical in his approach and the way he's able to take care of his race car and his tires. Having said that, because the surface is worn out, some say, man, it's going to be like racing on ice or on dirt. And then I go to, you know, Kyle Larson, who I mentioned, uh, uh Christopher Bell, who won on the dirt earlier this season at Bristol. So those are some of the names that you would probably put on the short list. And, you know, I feel like every week we we throw out William Byron after the race starts, but it takes us that long before we buy in. But because he's already won three times and seems to produce speed on a weekly basis, he's someone that you probably have to talk about this week as well. So with the novelty of this, them coming back to this historic raceway, which aspects of it are you looking forward to the most? I would say the track is the storyline this weekend, and that takes nothing away from the drivers who are always you know, going to be the stars uh, and, and create the awareness that you need to put on a big event. But because of the storyline of North Wilkesboro and the history of that place and how long it's been you know, since we've been there and the fact that it is making its return and what went in uh, to even making this a possibility, all of those storylines, seeing them come to fruition and seeing the cars on track, the, the focal point when this race begins and throughout the race weekend will be the racetrack. And that's what we'll be talking about next week. What what did we learn? What can we do better? Will it be on the schedule in the future? The, there are stories going in about the track. There will be stories coming out about the track. But make no mistake about it. When you go racing, especially in the all-star race for a million dollars, the drivers are going to find their way to the front of the storyline list. They will steal the headline, I'm sure, on Sunday evening for a period of time. And, you know, while you don't learn much uh, about the balance of the season with this race because it won't appear again in the regular season and there's really nothing like it, uh, I think that even more so opens up the door for great racing because it'll be no holds barred and the agendas and the focus this weekend will be all about winning on All-Star Night. Adam Alexander, the Xfinity play-by-play announcer on Fox, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. There you were talking about the significance, Adam. It's exactly what I went into question. What's the significance of winning the All-Star race and does it have more to it because it is in Wilkesboro this weekend? I would say, yes, it does have more significance this weekend. Every driver will tell you they want to win the first one. And while this isn't the first one because we raced there forever, you know, from 1949 to 1996, many of those seasons we were going there twice a year, this is like the first because we're going back for the first time in 27 years. And drivers that are racing on Sunday will have never raced there before. So to them, everyone competing it will be their first trip there. There, So this does have a newness feel to it, even though it's a throwback, if you will. Every driver wants to win in that scenario. They want to win the first, and just because you don't know what the future of this place is. 
is this a one and done? Is it a one-off to say we did it and in the future it'll be reserved for late models and maybe the truck and Xfinity series? Drivers understand the possibility of that. And while you hope that's not the case, if it is, you want to be the one that puts your name on the trophy. And so uh, with all of that, this weekend, there's added significance, more so than if we did it again at Texas or Charlotte, taking nothing away from those places. Drivers love to win on All-Star Night. The million dollars is a nice little mm-hmm. motivating factor. But Sunday, it will be all about winning at North Wilkesboro. Now, Adam, I've talked to some reporters that are going there and reporting on site, and they were telling me how people were discussing, look, once you're in, like, go ahead and hunker down because you're not going to be able to get out. The environment is about to be that crazy with some of the ways that these people are going to be covering this event. How crazy do you expect the environment to be, the amount of people that are going to pack this thing up? What do you expect this weekend from an environment standpoint? It's going to be standing room only. <laughs> and, you know, when, when you go back to the 90s, let's just go back to the last time of the race in North Wilkesboro. That's when tracks were starting to grow. Mid to late 90s, early 2000s, you were adding speed, doing anything you can create room to accommodate the fans and, and the overwhelming support that, that NASCAR had at that time. North Wilkesboro didn't get in on that. And so it's throwback. Oh, man. Have a little bit of problems right there. We lost Adam for a second. Hopefully we can get him back. Yeah, hopefully we can. He's been great. And he was talking about the Wilkesboro site. It yeah. does seem, what's interesting to me, asking about the significance of it, it seems like he did put a lot of he did put a lot of his significance, the fact that this could be something that isn't done again. And so with the drivers putting so much importance on it being the first, where does the normal all-star race stand? Because you're winning a million dollars. It's not Daytona. It's not winning a championship. But usually when we talk about the all-star events for some of these other sports, this one, it does seem to have more significance within its sport winning it, right? Like Pro Bowl, nobody cares about. When we talk about the NBA, nobody cares about that. But it does seem like people care about this just within the magnitude of what it means for their sport, more so than other events. And that's why it's so cool to go to this kind of destination in a small town. Like, think about where Wilkesboro compares to everywhere else they're racing on the circuit. It's awesome, and it's cool to see that significance have that kind of rise, according to Adam. Yeah, and we got Adam Alexander back with us. Xfinity play-by-play guy on Fox and host of NASCAR Race Hub. So we were talking more uh, about the race in Wilkesboro. And then, uh, Adam, just really quick, Kyle Busch recently, William Byron being a local guy, Charlotte driver, uh, he called him a rare talent. And as far as what you've seen from him this season and what you see overall, do you agree with that? And, And what would be the best comparison for him? Could we say that because he's the 24 that he might be the next Jeff Gordon or is that stretching it a bit? Well, it's probably early to be making those kinds of comparisons. But I would say when you look at the way William goes about his business, uh, there are a lot of similarities between he and Jeff Gordon. And w- the one thing I would say about William Byron, so respectful on track and such a class act in the way, not only he drives the race car, but he does his business away from the racetrack. But Byron is is a driver that I, I think is interesting this weekend because if you look at the way he got his start, it was through iRacing, such a non-traditional way, almost hard to imagine that you could get started on a computer use that as a platform to to grow your brand and then eventually start driving cars on track and make it to where he is a winner in the Cup Series and someone right now who would be considered a a championship favorite. What's interesting about that is what really opened the door to reopening North Wilkesboro was iRacing. Dale Jr., who William drove for in the Xfinity Series, 
said to Marcus Smith, who owned the track, I just want to knock the weeds down so we can laser scan it for iRacing and we can at least race this place on the computer. And all of that is really what created the buzz and the momentum to bring it back. And so when you look at the way William, you know, got his start in iRacing, you look at what created the reopening of North Wilkesboro, it wouldn't be surprising given the way William's running this year to see those two worlds collide on Sunday and see William win this thing. Yeah, it's an awesome story to see how that affected the actual happening, the reality of racing in Wilkesboro. And with that, Adam, we'll get you out of here on this. Who's your pick? Who are you going with? Who do you think is actually going to win this thing? I'm going to pick Kyle Larson, and I say that because of what I said earlier about his ability on dirt and how slick this track is going to be. I also feel like, one, they've got tremendous speed in their race cars, but he also has a great ability to adapt because of his talent. So I would go with Kyle Larson. He's already the only driver to win two all-star races at two different venues, Charlotte and Texas. So this would make three all-star wins at three different tracks. He would be tied for second on the all-time wins list, so I'll pick Kyle Larson. You can follow him on Twitter at Adam1Alexander and check out the NASCAR coverage. That race, the all-star race from Wilkesboro, will be Sunday, May 21st, 8 o'clock p.m., so be there for that one. It will definitely be a lot of fun. Adam, we appreciate it as always. Great to be with you guys. Have a great week. All right, man. And also, Walker, did you know that the uh, Wilkesboro Speedway was used as an inspiration for the Thomasville Speedway and the movie Cars 3? I've never even seen Cars 3. I haven't (laughs) seen Cars 2. Uh Uh-huh. And Cars 1? Overrated. Wow. Oh, hang on. You tripping. Hang on. And Cars 3 took the rocky approach uh, as far as... Lightning had lost it, and he had to get his mojo back. Mater? More like more like Hater. That movie is not good. Go ahead, uh, Fiddy. Go ahead and rip him. That okay? <laughs> of of all the things you do on this on, on on the radio, you more like Lightning McSneeze because it makes me sick. How many people like that movie? You know, you sit here and and you you uh, <laughs> you cap for people that don't deserve to be capped, and you you defend people that don't want to defend. Okay, that might be. Mm-hmm. The worst take you have ever delivered Here on is the radio. Dog poop. Um, that might be the second best animated movie Disney has ever produced. Lightning McQueen is fantastic. Owen Wilson does a great job. Toe Mater is maybe this the best sidekick you see in a Disney movie. More like more like traitor of good Disney movies. My baby boy used to love that movie. Is it just because you grew up in Claremont County, which is the radiator. It's Catawba County. Uh, you if know, you're which, gonna reference it, Catawba County, like, Claremont is the city. Here's the like the other day you said that someone was the best musician of all time out of no substance. How you deliver takes with no substance? You just oh, said that it's overrated movie and then didn't say why. Why? Stevie Wonder <laughs> is the best musician. There's some substance there. We can all discuss Songs in the Key of Life also being the best album of all time. But it doesn't hold a candle to Toy Story, as we talked about earlier. We didn't talk about Lion King being, I think, the best animated movie of all time. Good and Lord. there are some other great movies out there that Cars Shut just off. isn't good at. This isn't as good as. I'm just saying. Cars is great, man. My baby boy adored those movies. I remember seeing it at the beach, like 11 o'clock at night. All right. Does that story have any more to it? I, I remember seeing it at the beach. That's how good it was, though. Uh, like it was worth waiting that late at night to go watch like, it. City is like, oh, I remember watching it at the beach, eleven o'clock at night. Do you like anything? Crickets. Crickets. Like, do you like anything in life? I was just telling you how much I like the other Disney movies. Yes, I was telling you, they're all great except I, for Cars. <laughs> all right, Fiddy, last flash of the day. Let's get it. It's all right. 
fitting. A little hometown or a big old city. Ooh. Might as well share in a might as well smile. In that time goes on for a little fitting. Why? I had to flash Walker after just a, I mean, a god-awful, brutal take. I'm sorry, 704 got it right. You could have said Lightning McSnooze because it puts me to sleep. Wow. Excellent job. Wow. Nice job, 704. I even played the video game on my Game Boy growing up. Um, all right, so the last flash, we talked about the Western Conference Finals. The Eastern Conference Finals, they get underway tonight. Game one in Boston, 8.30 on TNT. Let's make some show predictions. Who wins and why? Great answer. <laughs> I'm reading text. <laughs> what, ga- what game are you talking about? We've got Jessica waving at I'm us. I'm taking Boston game one. All right, thank you. Wes just looked at me. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I zoned out for a second. I had to catch up. I'm going to take Boston game one as well. All right, so when we return on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 927. I apologize to everyone. WFNZ, we got Jessica Charming going to come in here for the last segment to have a little bit of fun, and I guess a little bit of bartering is about to take place, I guess you could say. This is Wesson Walker. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. think I could be any more excited for summer until my friend told me Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season. I went and got my whole family cute swimsuits for under 20 bucks each, luggage for up to 60% off, and an anti-gravity chair for the patio under 50 bucks. So watch out, Summer. We're ready for you. Thanks to Kohl's. Select styles. Offers end May 21st. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. The official home of Charlotte FC. One more segment to go on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. People are writing in about the Cars take. I said it was overrated. I actually said it was trash, basically, but also overrated. Michael, the 49er fan, he wrote in, Walker's favorite Disney movie is Finding Nemo. That's what got him into fish tanks. It's a great movie. Also, clearly better than Cars. Myron Goodman said, Walker, stick to sports. Your movie takes are awful. Cars is fine. I think he meant to put an N there. He said, Cars is fire. I think he meant to say fine. I don't think he meant to say Cars is fire. It's actually pretty Cars is fire. Uh, It's fine. I think you guys put it at the N where the R is there. And Wolfpack James said, honestly, I find it straight. Mid. It's good. But does it belong with the elites of the Disney movies? Level-headed take from Wolfpack James. Mm. So let's now welcome in Jessica Charman. Charlotte FC analyst. And before we get to the negotiation part of our trade, because we have our end, okay? You did not show up with yours. 
we can get to that in just a moment. But I did want to ask, what do you think the best Disney movies are of all time? If you had to think of a couple at the top of your head, what would you say are the best Disney movies ever? Okay, so I'm going to go with the modern one, but I'm a big Encanto fan, obviously. I spent a lot of time in Colombia in the era that it's set, and it is cool as heck. Yeah. Like, has good songs, catchy. People are going to hate. I've never seen Cars. I've You're never not seen anything. it. That's okay. You're not missing anything. It's Yo, fine. man, stop it. Bryce is going to pull up on you for that, too. <laughs> it's fine. It's Bryce okay. had like the McQueen sheets. He had the Crocs. He had a oh, lot of stuff, and he that. loved it. All right, I'm sorry, Bryce. Just don't don't <laughs> listen to this part. Uh, what's a classic Disney movie that holds a candle to? Enca- what is it called again? Enca- Encanto. Encanto. Yeah, Encanto. Gotcha. Uh, I like Bambi. Uh, I think Bambi's pretty quality. Mm. I think it's, it's a, a heartbreaking scene. one, <laughs> and, and it's not for kids. Actually, in college, I studied a, a class called deconstructing disney that was a pretty cool class to get wow only in america only in america can you uh <laughs> do a class in deconstructing disney and say it's a communications major and you know what else lion king a lot of times not for kids i mean i'm 30 years old right now if i see i rewatched it as an adult and it wasn't it's I, tough. I was yeah it's, <laughs> i'm sorry you have a heart you have a black heart you don't even have a heart if you just watch that movie and don't go at least with feeling a little sad through that movie but you haven't even seen it i right? have it but my son's mom did say bryce cry when they went to see the last one because yeah. he was thinking about me during the movie right. oh no, no 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 yeah <laughs> he <laughs> cried deconstructing disney is a class that actually would like i think reveal a lot of stuff yeah. maybe we shouldn't go down this road anymore yeah um so we do have the soccer stuffed animal ball thing we also have the rugby stuffed animal. By the, the rugby way, is quality. It is quality. I will say Flounder said it looks like Fitty. Do you agree with that? Easy. I'm that, not, look, look. I here. mean, it's got a similar facial structure. He's smiling. Or lack of. Yeah, or lack. <laughs> now, we've been naming them, so you got to give him a name. We've been going with a lot of alliteration, too, so you got to give him a name. And, and while you think of the name, just to bring people up to speed, we had an unexpected... Big, huge package delivered at the studios that was addressed to me. I had no clue what was happening. I thought somebody was pulling a prank, but it was actually from Jelly Cat. And they gave us a whole bunch of, yes, stuffed sports balls. The first one I pulled out was this rugby ball. And then we got basketball, football, all sorts Happy of stuff. stuffed balls. <laughs> That's, what That's what it was. It was a great day. So uh, what are you going to name the rugby stuffed animal? I'm going to name him Rufus, the rugby Rufus, ball. Rufus, the like rugby Rufus. ball. Because I my like favorite it. soccer player that Reading used to play against was called Rufus, okay. and the fans used to th- sing Rufus is a dog's name very loudly at him. Okay. I thought it was an incredible, incredible song. I like Rufus, the rugby ball. What about this soccer ball here or this? Is it a football or a soccer Fo- ball if we're going ball. with uh, alliteration? Yeah, I like it too. And, and alliteration, we're big fans around here. I'm uh, telling you. So let's you... go with Freddie the footy. I like it too. Okay. <sighs> Freddy the footy. Freddy the footy. That's Pretty that's fire. the second F because the football is Federico, Federico the football. That's oh, right. Oh, I like Federico. <laughs> I was almost there. Almost yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That's very good. Now, this is going to have to be an IOU situation, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you don't have the candy. It has not been smuggled into the country yet. <sighs> My dad hasn't made it through immigration yet, so hopefully there's no one like listening with how much. There's a limit to how much candy you can bring in. It's all a dream. It's all a shtick for this segment. <laughs> there's nothing real about this. And if you think it's real, it's all just a dream. But I will say, that's fine. I guess we can get on board with that. Maybe there's a reason that you don't have it ready. But Willie was telling us that we should be excited for maybe Kit Kat Chunkies in the future, but you don't even like them like that. Uh, I called it the Mac of all Kit Kats. It's sizable, but a disappointment. 
the, the what of all the Kit Kats? That's, That's what she said. Like my, my, t- don't tell Mike yeah. I said that. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's tough. Uh, Poor Mac. That's tough. But I do... I. It sounded good to me, like chunky it, Kit Kat. Yeah, it's like super thick chocolate. Curly whirlies are very popular. Curly whirly. Wow. You had a curly whirly, right? You didn't like it? Floundered it. What is in a curly whirly? Caramel. I mean, how do you not it's like caramel? It's a that's, caramel, that's, that's the chewy chocolate. It. It's lovely. <laughs> I'm pronouncing it the way that the British pronounce it. Caramel. So, so what caramel. is... So, so caramel. Caramel. What, what do we have? What do we have coming overseas right now? You have something right called now? the Cadbury's Hero Selection Box. Okay, what is so that? So it's got a little bit of everything. You've got the Cadbury Dairy Milk, which they sell in America, not the same, completely okay. different. If you do a taste test, absolutely different. You've got something called a Crunchy, which is like a honeycomb. We literally mm. had someone text in Crunchies, all caps with a Z, yep, and they got, are very yep, excited. Yeah, you've got about a Crunchy that. coming in. That's, okay, that's wonderful. You got something called a Whisper. A whisper, that's like a... I got dibs on the crunchy and the whisper. A meltable chocolate that's kind of got like a soft inner inner coating. I mean, it's a good selection box. It's called Heroes for a reason. And usually it's like a gift you get at Christmas, so it's extra special. Um, It's a great sales pitch. I'm excited about it. And so I still feel good about this trade, receiving some of the candy. Do you get Marmite? Should I I bring some Marmite, though? Is that that like the uh, one trade-off? How does all about English candy? Right. How no, Mama is not English candy. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is that? Ooh, is this is. like some inside joke that we can't share? No. Have you ever you you've not heard the Marmite segment? I have not. Okay. I think inside um, joke. They're pretty new around here, Jess. They don't know about no, Marmite. No, Marmite's like. A, I think we should let them find out. Yeah, you might have to find. It, it's All a right. it's a salty a salty. <laughs> a salty we, substance? Th- there you go. We can leave that alone, and then maybe we can come back to that and listen to that segment a little bit later on. I did want to ask you this, mm-hmm. though, because we were talking a little bit before we hopped on the mic as well, and you said Wayne Rooney is the head coach of, what is it, Atlanta United DC. now? DC, DC United. United. DC United right now. And you grew up as a fan of Wayne Rooney, is that uh, correct? Yeah, did, I think he's a, he's a really yeah, good he soccer player for England, yeah. Did you get starstruck at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was kind of embarrassing, honestly. It was, it was, it was bad. I don't. I like to try and be cool in these situations, but seeing Wayne Rooney was pretty special. Walking past him, but I didn't get a picture, and I still kind of regret it. A All little right. Bit. So this is the question I want answered around the room, and we'll start with you, Jess. If is it Wayne Rooney that would get the biggest starstruck feeling that no, you have? David Beckham. David Beckham would be Dave. the guy. Settle <laughs> 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 down okay. over there. All right. So David Beckham would be the guy. What would you do if you just saw him? Let's say that he became a coach and you knew that they were on Charlotte FC's schedule. Pee my pants a little bit. Uh, yeah, right. that, that, might... that probably wouldn't impress him all that much. I would advise against it, but maybe you don't have control over it. Fiddy, what would be your biggest starstruck moment? I mean, I've, I've met Roy Williams and I didn't I didn't pee my pants when I met him. Good for so... you. You did it wrong. Um <laughs> So I, I I guess I'd probably go Coach Smith. Yeah, I mean he's the godfather of it all. So I yeah, what would be yours, Wes, if you had the biggest starstruck moment? Did this already happen to you? Um, well, before it would have been Kobe, but of course it can't be that. I guess I would go Curry at this point. Steph Curry would bring you some kind of starstruck feeling. Yeah. See, I don't. For me, any athlete, it would have to be PJ Washington. It would have to be a legend. <laughs> Every time. Scoot Henderson now. I'm ready for Scoot Henderson as soon as he's going to be that pick. It's all like music for me. I think if we would just went musical artist, I think that oh, would be Oh, I didn't know we, it was all encompassing. Well, I think that's what it is for me. I just don't know if any... May, we could have some legends and in, in some like athlete legends, but I think it would be more so... I don't know. 
I mean, I'm really bad at recognizing music artists, though. Like, I'll listen to them and then see a picture. I would have no idea. Like, I could walk past a lot of musical artists and have no my idea. My girlfriend who they is were. like that. She's like that. That would be the one, though, for me. I'm trying to think of any athlete. You know, I can't think of anybody. Are you, are you just too famous now that well, you? you yeah, that's what it is. Out. He's trying to be he's too like, cool. He he's trying to be too cool. Toys and he thinks he's made it. Yeah, that's Look, what I'm saying. When, when you get sent a huge package from Jelly Cat. You start to just not become starstruck anymore. That's just kind of how it is. I'm so mad I don't have a bucket cat hat. I was texting Fiddy about that earlier. Um, Vince Carter would be my answer probably. Like I grew okay. up, that was the first poster With I had those bad suits that he wears on ESPN know, every day? I know. It doesn't necessarily work out for Yeesh. him. But he was the first one that I had the posters up on the wall for. So if I saw Vince Carter, and even Michael, to be honest with you, it's not like we see him around the city. But if we saw Michael Jordan, yeah. I would probably be a little nervous to talk to him. And I, I want to not be, but... You just got to take a leaf out of Willie P's book. There is no nervousness with Willie P. There is no nervousness. <laughs> we could walk past David Beckham and he would go and give him a hug. I'm sure he would. I don't know. It'd be I, David Beckham, would he be receptive to that, though? Don't you know who I am? I'm Willie P. Of yeah, course he would yeah, be receptive. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it would be. All right. That is Jessica Charman, Charlotte FC analyst, joining us here on the, we'll call it the Body Works Plus guest hotline, initiating the trade. We are trading the rugby ball and the soccer ball or Freddie the footy in exchange for some English candy that we should get at some point in time. Jess, we appreciate the time from you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Was a lot it. of fun. All Absolutely. Right. That'll do it for Weston Walker. I promise it was a good night last night during the NBA draft lottery. We will now pass off the baton to Kyle Bailey alongside Smoke Ludwig. This is Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.